This is ESPN Radio. If you were Joe Burrow and you had over $150 million on the line, would you go out week one without a new contract and play ball? With Jay Will, I'm Ian Fitzsimmons here on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. ESPN News, we're presented in part by Progressive Insurance. You can always reach the show at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Jay Will, privileged to be with you this morning, man, on this historic program. We'll touch on Joey B in a second, but what was your reaction when you saw 92,003 people at the University of Nebraska for a women's volleyball game? Oh, I loved it. Uh, Before I get into that reaction, I also have an initial reaction to your initial reaction on Nebraska (laughs) stuff. I I mean, I I don't – Welcome Back is our intro song here today. I'm I'm a little bit confused, Alan Gates. Um, you know, we had a conversation beforehand. Alan Yates is our producer, handles the soundboard, uh, gives us genius commentary on a lot of our, you know, very in-depth discussions, Ian, on one this show. One of the show. best laughs in radio. Oh, one of the best laughs in radio and always takes things a little bit too, too far, far, but then <laughs> brings it back. I don't get the welcome back. Today's my last day on the show, Ian. Well, don't worry. We'll get you, we'll get you set up. This is my, a, that was just for Joe. T- t- oh, oh Joe welcome Will. back. Oh, for Joe. Yeah, for Joe Burrow. But he's been back. B. Like, I guess coming back off the I, – I got it. But still, this is not about Joe. Like, this is about me right now. So, I, I just – Ian, I'm a little bit confused. You know, the little miscommunication off the top of the show. We'll work you. on that throughout the course I was, of the I was actually show. told not to address that at the top of the show. But, hey, Why not? it's your last no, day. No, no, no. You go right ahead. Why not? I, I said, let Jay do it. Don't, oh, you don't do oh, it. See, once again, miscommunication. Oh, there we go. See, guys, yeah. we got to get tighter in the huddle. You know? <laughs> yeah. we gotta, wait. Hey, who's we'll the quarterback we'll work, out here? We'll work on that tomorrow. <laughs> wait, it's well, your last day? Wait, what time does the show start tomorrow? Well, I, I'm not, not sure I'll be here. Yeah, uh, there's zero doubt that you had <laughs> when the alarm hacks, the body clock alarm goes off at about three. You're hitting snooze, oh, right? No, you're yeah. going right back down. I'm probably going to be up watching the show anyway. Now I'm just naturally programmed to get up at three o'clock in the morning. Can That's I ask it. you a serious question? Is it serious? Or yeah, you, being you are sarcastic? physically able. Yes, it's a yes. safe question. Are you going to like? Do I don't feel street? safe with you ever. <laughs> I just want to take that for the record. You should. True. You should. Plus, but my real ahead. question is: Are you going to like do a screen grab? Recording of you deleting your early AM alarms? Oh, no, no, no. I'm staying on the text chain. I mean, uh, Ian, just so you can understand, uh, the text chain has had a lot of new people in it over the last couple of years. So what I've done is I've stated no new friends in our text chain. So, um, you know, that's I'm I'm staying on the text chain, guys. I'm not I'm not really leaving the show. I'm still going to be on the show, but not really on the show. If you know what I mean? I deleted that today. (laughs) <laughs> Costello, right off the top rope. He's you know just, what? All of you are dead to me. I'm moving on in a here. hurry. I mean, Ian, yesterday I come out seven o'clock hour. I'm like, you know what? I don't know why I waited to the second second last day of the show to give like motivational talks at seven, and then Pat just completely flipped it on his axis. I heard did a 180 awesome. and just turned it to a demotivational day. And For uh, people may have missed it. Just give us one demotivational uh, speech there. De- de- one demotivational saying. Costello. The theme music is even better. I'm not even sure Alan Yates has it prepared. Yep, he's looking for it right now. See, this is Going him. On the fly. This is him trying to figure it out. This is Jay Will's last is. day. Ah, there it is. We're in, it's an improv all for yeah. the next four hours. Hope is the first step on the road to disappointment. <laughs> you used that one yesterday. Lame. <laughs> Well, Isn't no one would have known that, Jay. Come up with new material, Pat. Be better today. Today's Thursday. One day closer to one. the best day of the week. Friday. Just remember, Jay, you're unique, just like everybody else. 
That's it. Yeah. See, see what happens, Ian? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Builds you up to break you down. He's got about 200 of these. Yes. A lot. Anyway, Ian, back to Nebraska volleyball. Um, <laughs> you see? The, the record scratch, right? I mean, moving back <laughs> on. Here we go. Back on track. I, I, look, blown away. I mean, blo- 92,000 people. I mean, I, I'm, I'm watching videos of thousands of people going into, what, is Nebraska Coliseum? Is that yeah. the name? All right. And uh, just, like, first off. Stadium. Yeah, I, I played volleyball in high school, played outside, loved it. Um, one of my best friends who passed away when we were like 32 years old was our setter, uh, very close. It's it just I, I love seeing sports that are off the radar get to that point to recognize how big Nebraska women's volleyball actually is. Yeah, I, I, the unique events also, like when the, the NHL has the outdoor hockey game every year, that is awesome. So this was so unique when when I woke up this morning and saw it on Sports Center and it was it was a lead story. I mean, not, again, ninety two thousand and three people attended a women's volleyball game at Husker Stadium. That is the largest crowd for in the history of women's sports. That's amazing. I didn't think the ninety niners could ever be top. You know, and, and they're third now. I mean, it was some like game, some soccer game overseas or whatever that that had like ninety almost ninety two thousand. But this was the largest crowd for a women's sporting event I mean, that's that's remarkable and it was unique and watching the coach cry and whatnot and saying this is as close as I'm ever going to get to being the head coach of Nebraska football it was a really cool moment and unique moment and I, and I enjoy those unique settings like the NHL outside every single year and you got any kids uh two uh, senior in high school and uh and a freshman in high school two girls, girls. I'm doomed yeah doomed two girls oh yeah oh I'm with you I got two girls too I know but like, it, yeah. it's uh, it's I got two girls and a boy but it is it amazing no like when I come home today to show my daughter yeah. that this is the like this is going to hopefully be the norm for women's sports. Like I, I know this is a unique outlier, uh, but I want it to be the norm because seeing WNBA players taking her to WNBA games, seeing things like this, um, like I, I even be honest with you, Ian, like even like like you know mermaid like you know what i mean like even like watching shows like that like there like there's a black mermaid that my daughter yeah. now doesn't have to think about ariel like she's like oh i can be that like all these are things that is just transitioning even watching the way people are investing in women's sports i'm like that's the way it needs to be thank god this is the norm now moving forward yeah liberty and aces man when they score up in the wnba that's like uconn and tennessee back in the day with gino and, and coach summit uh, that, that's that's stop down and get ready because that's sports hate and, and it's awesome entertainment. And I'm with you. My youngest daughter, Marin, she plays volleyball uh, for for that's on. Was she yeah, back row? She play outside? She uh, middle? What does she do? I don't know all the terms. I just okay, go. I got and cheer. you. She's well, got how do you not know the serve. terms? What she kind sets of sets a lot? She's a she's a she's center. a center. Okay, oh, there we go. Right, okay, there we go. She's back row. She's vertically challenged and zero lift. So yeah, she's setting everybody up. Right. <laughs> I mean, when I say zero lift, I'm talking zero <laughs> Wait, lift. Like Nikola Jokic zero lift, or like what kind of lift? Oh are we, man, like, that dude's jumping out of the roof yeah. compared, compared to, to Pasty over here. I mean, well, she's got no, <laughs> she's got no lift. Just call Pasty. I mean, but hey, How, she's wait, a hell of a setter. She's, and she's got a great serve. And she's going to see this, to your point, right? So to all, all women out there, I've lost Jay Will now. For, 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 all the, for all the women out there, yeah, I mean, it was awesome. And as a dad, right, as Kobe Bryant once called us, right, dad girls, it, it was really cool to wake up and see that on SportsCenter this morning. So kudos to Nebraska and all the fans that showed up. 92,003. Don't forget those three. Those last three in, right? to attend uh, the three-time national defending champs, the Nebraska Cornhuskers women's volleyball team. Ian, it, it, I mean, dad girls works, I mean, or, or girl dads. 
you know, that's, yeah, girl, yeah, girl, girl dads yeah, probably yeah, will just be. Just flip that around, yeah, just, girl dad. It happens, dad, so girl, it's yeah, early. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? It, it it's six oh eight. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> What's the O stand for? Uh, good morning, Vietnam. Here's your movie reference right there. <laughs> good morning, Vietnam. I love Robin Williams uh, in he's, that. He's so Dave good. Williams. I'm Ian Fitzsimmons. You're on ESPN Radio, ESPN U, ESPN 2. We appreciate you waking up early with us. And let's get to Joe Burrow. You, you were a professional athlete. If you, if you were in his situation with 150 to $200 million on the line, and you're waiting on that new contract extension that Justin Herbert just got with, and he he got 52 million guaranteed per. Are you going out there week one? And we are one week away from the start of the NFL 2023 campaign. Are you going out there and playing? Yeah, I'm playing. Uh, I'm playing because I know that it's going to be a matter of time before I get that five year 265 million dollar deal. Like I'm going to get that average annual value of 53 million dollars. A season. I'm going to be the highest paid quarterback due to the way that I am next in line in the process. I watched Lamar Jackson get his deal. I watched um, Justin Herbert get his deal. And I'm sitting there understanding that with Cincinnati, like I, I am the leader of this organization. I lead by example. That's the way I've always played my entire career. And I am one of the most marketable assets, Ian, in the entire National Football League. So, Yes, we are having conversations. We are starting that. That conversation has already started, obviously. Um, but I'm going to have to get to that contract. I have two years left in my deal. So I'm not going to sit out two years. Um, but we also know that I'm next in line. And when you're next in line, Ian, with what I've seen from the NFL over the, you know, the couple of years that I've been covering the league every day, he's going to get paid his money. Yeah, and you know this also. One, having covered him a ton when he was at LSU in college, it would you would have to have if his age is telling him, man, you shouldn't go out there week one. You shouldn't go out there week one without your new deal. We're close, but we don't have it yet. He's going to look at his agent and go, I'm playing. And his his agency would have to have like eight guys, <laughs> sumo wrestlers with toe lines to keep Joe Burrow off that field. He's going out there with his boy. So I'm with you. I would. He is. And think about this. When do when do deals get done? At a deadline. Mm-hmm. A week in the NFL on a contract negotiation is an eternity. So I, I, I fully expect a deal to get done before they kick off week one. And Joe Burrow will be the newest and latest, highest paid quarterback in the NFL. And Ian, the Cincinnati Bengals have already set precedent with this, right? Like Trey Hendrickson had two years left on his deal and he got a, a pretty big deal. So they've, been, they've, they've already shown that they're willing to bend uh, from for people that matter. So you can't tell me out of all the people in that 53-man roster, the, the one guy that whenever you talk about Cincinnati, it always comes back to him that they're not willing to bend in order to get this whole thing done. Amen. We agree, man. He will be out there, and I can't wait to watch him because he's one of the most electric players, not just in the NFL, but in all of sports. What's his nickname? I mean, you gave your, your daughter. Uh, you gave your daughter the nickname of Pasty, which is interesting to me. We're, we're going to dive into that a little bit later. That was off the cuff. Yeah, I, it just when I record this show, I don't, I mean, come on, man. You said I'm going from dad of the year, right? I mean, they're not watching the first block, but if it gets back to them, they will. I mean, he's Dave Williams, uh, Ben Simmons. Wait till you hear how Colts GM Chris Ballard described the Jonathan Taylor situation right here on ESPN Radio, ESPN Two. 
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. This is ESPN Radio. Jonathan Taylor, Colts All-Pro running back, is starting the season on the pup list, and it's just getting nastier. With Jay Williams, I'm Ian Fitzsimmons here on ESPN Radio, ESPN2. We appreciate you waking up early with us this morning. And, Jay, well, before we hear from uh, Colts GM Chris Ballard, because I think he summed <laughs> up the situation in 46 seconds with, uh, well, I would say with remarkable accuracy for all parties involved. Hmm. Uh, you'll hear that coming up in just a second. But you've been around teammates and in professional sports that didn't have a contract uh, that were not happy. And you, when you have a guy who is unhappy in your locker room, what is that like as a pro athlete? It's horrible. I mean, uh, I heard Patrick Mahomes talking about Chris Jones the other day, who's actually not in the locker room because he's, he's at home, right? Uh, incurring costs of $1.8 million due to fines as he's trying to chase a $30 million deal. So, I, I think the thing that is the most difficult about this is if you're treating our best player this way, why wouldn't you treat me this way? <laughs> so it, it, it just causes a little bit of a rift between uh, – because you know what it is, Ian. Like, we all feel that we're important un- until we find out through the negotiation process we're not important. So it, it just it, – it, it makes you – pull away from more of what the team is trying to do. You're there to do your job. You're going to do your job. But there is a special type of energy within championship locker rooms or reestablishing the foundation to build a championship team. There is camaraderie. And players, we understand that business is business. But when business becomes personal for somebody that is the leader of our organization – it makes you very reflective to if it's true, if he's treated that way, why couldn't I be treated the same way? Well, Chris Ballard summed up uh, how he feels for all parties involved. Here's a Colts general manager when asked about this situation. I have great respect for Jonathan Taylor. Um, our relationship, I would tell you, is look, even when it gets hard, I I won't I won't quit on the relationship. I think too much of the young man. And what sucks, I mean, the situation sucks. I'm not going to sit here and give you some rosy picture like, oh, this is just, everything's okay. No, it sucks. It sucks for the Colts. It sucks for Jonathan Taylor. And it sucks for our fans. It, it, it just, it does. 
And it's, it's where we're at, and we've got to work through it. And we're going to do everything we can to work through it. Relationships are repairable. They're repairable. Are they, Jay Will, when it comes to pro sports and you're talking about millions of dollars? Not between Jim Ursay and Jonathan Taylor. Great point. That's exactly where I was going to go also. The GM is one thing. The owner may be another after his comments. I, I mean, what Chris Ballard, who I very much respect, Ian, yep. with who he is as a leader, but pretty much what he just said is that we aren't paying Jonathan Taylor because the guy writing the checks doesn't want to. <laughs> That's what he's saying. And his hands are tied. There's nothing he can do about it. And, uh, you know, it, it's, he got, I, I watched that whole interview and actually wrote this down the other day because pretty much Ballard said after that, you know, you pay great players. And then James Boyd of TheAthletic.com asked, then why not pay him? Ballard responded by saying, quote, we won four games last year. We won four games. Here's that clip. Here's Chris Ballard, okay, GM yep. of the Colts, with that very comment. The running back market is what it is, but you pay. I've said this all along. Like I didn't have, Quentin Nelson didn't have a problem playing a guard a lot of money, which other people don't either. When guys are having great seasons and great, have a chance to really help your football team. Absolutely, the running market is what it is. But look, great players are what they are too. So, I, I think that all works. I think there's a. Well, in that case, is JT, I'm assuming JT is a great player. Is that why not pay him? We won four games last year. We won four games. Ian, so this is what blows our mind, right? This is, oh, I blow a gasket on stuff like this. And I, I get it, like, the more Chris Ballard handled every question, with the exception of that one, pretty much correctly. But, like, the four games is, okay, we're not going to talk about the Colts randomly benching Matt Ryan, you know, for the, for the rest of the season. We're getting, not going to talk about Sam them. Sam Ellinger some burn. Exactly. Like, okay, firing Frank Wright you know, who's now with the Carolina Panthers, and then bringing in Jeff Saturday. And I love Jeff Saturday, but obviously Jeff Saturday was very inexperienced. Like, we're going to skip over all those details, and we're just going to go to a win-loss record and then say, well, we won four games. So that is to showcase that Jonathan Taylor is not a great player. Like, stop. Just say that the guy writing the checks does not want to that, pay him. That's the point, Jay Just Will. say that. I think with Jay Williams, I'm Ian Fitzsimmons. You're on ESPN Radio, ESPN2. I, I – it sounds like to me, in the tone and the delivery there from Chris Ballard, that he wanted to sign JT to a long-term deal, whether it's a three-year deal worth 40 mil, whatever it might be. I mean, average out, Saquon Barkley getting 11 million, Josh Jacobs got 12. You, you, you pay on, on a three-year type deal, four-year type deal, you know, 30, 35, 40 mil, whatever, whatever arbitrary number it would be. It sounds like Ballard wanted to, but couldn't because of you mentioned it, the owner, Jim Irsay. What do you think? Yeah, I'm, we're on the same page. I mean, Jim Irsay was the one that said Jonathan Taylor will not be traded. Just yeah. told everybody he will not be traded. And then, obviously, when I mean, it's laughable, even you know, talking to people within the Dolphins organization, those conversations weren't real. I mean, you're not going to give up Jalen Waddle with two years left on his deal on a, on a rookie contract for Jonathan Taylor, who's on an expiring deal. Why would you do that? Well, Chris Greer, Dolphins GM, was posed that question. Here's what he said. Look, when you don't have a great player. He said 95% of what's reported is inaccurate, so i got to ask you, did the words Jalen Waddle come out of Chris's mouth? 
again, I'm not going to go into discussions that were <laughs> talked about with stuff, but God, man, you're uh, you're a dog on this, huh? <laughs> but but yeah, Jalen Waddle would not be available to anybody. It wouldn't matter who who they called about. Jay, will the laugh at the beginning of that from Chris Greer? Dolphins GM on whether Chris Ballard asked about Jalen Waddle. The giggle answered the question. I mean, come on, knowing Chris Greer for as long as I have, I mean, he's a he's a guy that digs into their batter's box, right? Like, right. If, if he'll get, he'll get, they'll make an acquisition if they can get it for pennies on a dollar, or if it's a smart move financial economically. Um, but you're not going to jeopardize the talent that you have in Jalen Waddle, knowing that they're just trying to extract more assets from you. Because the reality is that Jim Irsay didn't want to give up Jonathan Taylor in the first place. That's not it's not that wasn't his intention. It was like, oh, go see. It's the same thing that I've been saying about as it relates to like Austin Eckler, right? With the Chargers. It's like, okay. It's a heck of a running back. Uh, good luck with the free agent market. Like, go ahead and see what your value is. But you know at the end of the day that the organization is not going to deem that value to be worthy enough of giving you up. They're just saying that to play the political game, to say, see, we gave, we gave you what you want. We, we gave you an opportunity to hit the market. The market just didn't dictate what you thought your needs were. So, sorry, it's where it is. Now we have this deal. This is what the deal is going to be. And the other aspect of this is a lot of people are impacted, not just Jonathan Taylor for not getting that long-term deal that he's looking for, but also Anthony Richardson. What's a quarterback's best friend besides his offensive line? A running game. And Anthony Richardson, as a rookie quarterback out of Florida who's only started in 13 games, doesn't have one of the best in the business behind him with the Indianapolis Colts this year. And Ian, I'll give you another one. Your first-year head coach, Shane Steichen, right? Like, yep, good, yeah. Steichen, did I, did I butcher the Steichen, name? Yeah, Steichen, yeah, Steichen, 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 Steichen. <laughs> it's your last um, good. It sounds like a fun <laughs> word game to play. Uh, but, like, it, you're, you're putting – so I, I said this yesterday. You're putting both your first-year head coach and your first-year QB – in, in such a predicament, you're putting them in a conundrum because your most offensively skilled weapon is not to, not available because you want to play games with it. So I, it is where it is. It's unfortunate. And, and this is going to – I mean, this is going to bleed into that entire locker room. You're start, Again, we start in one week from tonight. The NFL 2023 campaign kicks off. And th- this feeling, right, is just bleeding through your entire room. Knowing that the GM, at least it feels this way, wanted to sign. And they know. Players know. Of course. Yeah, so it, it, it feels he wanted JT there. The owner didn't. And that is, that is, that's a bad taste on your palate going into week one. Uh, I no will matter how you, good or bad you're supposed to be. Shane Sicing. Uh, uh, oh, that's what you guys are going to do. <laughs> Shane Sicing. You know, it's like, it's like the... Um, what? <laughs> no like, mercy today, Jay Will. Like from Cost- it's like the Kevin... Costello, Yates, Yates and Nuno. Yates, what, was, your, what, what was that word, Kev, uh, Yates, that Kevin oh Garnett God. couldn't say? <laughs> equivalent? Equivalent. Equivalent. Said, yeah, equivalent. 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 You over here talking about... Shane Sicing. Shane Sicing. I'm talking about the Shay Shay Club. Shane and Sharp. Come on, man. That's what I was talking about. Club Shay Shay. Shane Sicing. <laughs> for the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. 
We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This is ESPN Radio. Are the Jets drinking their own Kool-Aid? With Jay Williams, I'm Ian Fitzsimmons. here on ESPN Radio, ESPN2, as we are presented in part by Progressive Insurance and Jay Will, I'm still trying to recover from <laughs> from this. What happened moments? Well, how did you pronounce Colts head coach? Shane Sising. Shane Sising. Shane Shay Shay. I'm calling him Shane Shay Shay for the rest of the I show. I love it. I love Shane it. Shane Shay Shay. Shane She. Did you see Shane that? Shane Shay. Fish. <laughs> Where is it from? Rush Hour? And he couldn't say Capelta Fish? That's exactly Equivalent. who you like. Shane Sising. Yeah, I mean, it's like, I, sometimes oh, these things gosh, happen, man. Ian, and it it's does. better just to lean into I them. I refer to us as dad girls, not girl dads. Yeah, I mean, exactly. On, it, hey. It's better to lean into them instead of acting like they <laughs> never happened. Right? Like, w- watching Kevin Garnett say equivalent was one of the best, you know, observations of my life. He, he said equivalent. He said what? Coaching the Colts. Yep. Coach Shane Sising. Coach Shane Shay it says, fine. Shay Shay Shantae. Oh, my gosh. I love you, go. brother. All right. Because so. <laughs> at the moment, I'm like, is it Steichen? Is it Steichen? Is it Steichen? You combine the two. I just, do a Shay Shay. I put it all together. Shay Shay. I don't know. I don't go. know. That's it. But I knew who he was, you, though. You put it all together and just invented a new word entirely. And, it happened, and you're welcome, Pat. Oh, I'm sweating. You're welcome. Oh, my gosh, man. You're it's going to be a I'll be here. This is a fun ride. I'll be here all day every – well – I'll be here today. Hey, yo! What? Yo, you guys see this Jets news? (laughs) Are they buying into their own hype? There he is. There he is, Nuno. Oh, here we go. So, and and to me, this is not a big deal, but a lot of people are already going, well, the Jets are kind of feeling themselves, haven't played a single down yet. Here's their head coach, Robert Sala, talking about the East. We talk about owning the East, you know, and you got to win your division games, and the easiest path to the playoffs is to win the division. Right. But, uh, you know, again, it's one, one game at a time, but obviously the division games, you, you know, you want to, you want to perform well in the division last year. Uh, we wanted to show that we can win a game. I think we we're on like a 300 game losing streak or whatever it was in the division. And, you know, we, we won a couple and this year we want to win a couple more, you know, and just continue to build on the momentum that we've gained. I don't have a problem with that. I don't have a problem with Aaron Rodgers uh, trash talking, you know, Oh, the you know Ward, line, the linebacker from the, the the Giants on Hard Knocks, which we finally saw and heard last night. Uh, look, they're a good football team. That defense is Super Bowl caliber. The only question that we really have about this team is the offensive line. So they should be feeling uh, really good about themselves. They should be feeling themselves. They should be drinking their own Kool Aid because confidence is infectious. So and they should be a confident football team, in my opinion. I don't have a problem at all with what Robert Sala or any other member of the Jets are saying about their chances not just to win that division, but make a deep playoff run and chase a Lombardi. I feel like this is the best gift that could ever be given to me, right? First off, Greeny is like a brother to me. He's a diehard Jets fan. My brother Scooter Braun, diehard Jet fan. Gary V, diehard Jets fan. So like so now like every single thing on all my different text chains. What do you think about this? What do you think about this? And by the way, in my fantasy draft last night, 
didn't take Aaron Rodgers, didn't take Garrett Wilson. I'm like, I'm just going to stay away from it because I want to watch. I, I don't want to be invested. You know what I mean? And that O-line is going to be something very interesting to pay attention to. Can Aaron Rodgers stay out of harm's way? And can they force feed Garrett Wilson? But I, I do ultimately like this team. But I will tell you last night watching um, Hard Knocks, Ian, the scene where Robert Sala was driving into the stadium and they had the iconic Sopranos music, right? Like, and they did like the whole scene set. Made me feel like Robert Sala is like a version of Tony Soprano, right? Like, I, I, being a Jersey guy, I, I love that because a lot of his answers feel very, like, almost like mob like. It's like, I know you guys are coming out to get us. I'm going to protect my players at all costs. And yet, I have a major chip on my shoulder. Like, I am competitive. And I'm going to focus on the AFC East. And teams have to come play us. So I get that people are going to turn this into things that maybe aren't what he made mention of. But he understands that. Yeah, every little thing, Jay will Exactly. Every little Ian. thing that, is, that comes – the Jets are damn near where the Dallas Cowboys are. Where any little thing that is said is going to be dissected, put under a microscope – and overanalyze. Don't you want that? I mean, absolutely. I, I want to be on the show like that all day long. Okay. Oh well, you're going to misinterpret what I said. Now let you. You just gave me content. Thank you. You gave me motivation, Ian. Like because now I'm going to come back and you gave me more stuff to talk about tomorrow. And by the way, you're only fueling me. You're doing a job for me. You're motivating me. Thank you. All right. Now, as a former pro athlete, I'm, I can't wait to get your reaction on Aaron Rodgers, Jets quarterback. On HBO's Max's Hard Knocks last night, we're watching all the the video and film, and he's mic'd up, and he gets into a little kerfuffle with John Ward, the linebacker from the New York Giants. I I guess I thought tough guy Aaron was kind of funny. I I love because sometimes I feel as if, as a player, the things that motivated me were negative. Right, I never listened to the positivity. It's not like, oh, somebody said I'm the best quarterback or the best player in Duke basketball point guard history. It's not like, oh, that's going to motivate me. When somebody says something stupid, that's dumb, I'm like, oh, thank you. Thank you for giving me exactly what I need to throw a touchdown pass to Garrett Wilson. Thank you. Thank you. And that, that's exactly what happened. Like, nobody knows who the blank you are. Sure, your whole defensive scouting report is based on who I am, dummy. Come on. Come that on. A, that was a pathetic, uncomebackable comeback. <laughs> From war going, I don't know who you are. Okay. Okay. Like, come on, man. Sure. Sure you don't know who I am. Just Great. First, just first ballot. <laughs> you don't know who it's I It's like, I, I've like had Aaron this. Meant wait, it. Aaron Aaron was dead serious. I've had a moment like this occur to me. Um, USA basketball going against Gary Payton going into my sophomore year of college, okay? Like Gary Payton, Jason Kidd. Vince Carter, all these guys on his team. And GP is talking trash to me nonstop. And I start giving him a couple of buckets, Ian, right? Like I hit him with a cross in transition, lay him. I hit a three, and he's talking to me. I'm like, yeah, no, nobody, you're not the glove. You're like the mitten. And as I say that, as I'm running down what? the court, I'm like, you're like oh, did no. I just, oh, God. Oh, no. I just called Gary Payton the mitten. This is the dumbest thing that I could have ever said in my life. And he looked at me with like the, the most awkward look like, what, you're, what? 
The young, ma- young buck, the I'm maid? about to Shut up. work you over. Right? I got destroyed in practice the next four say. days. Destroyed. The mitten. the mitten. Who calls Gary Payton the mitten? The moment you said it, you almost had that out-of-body experience where you floated above yourself Why? going, you are a fool. Why, God? Why did I say this out loud? Please. Can I please top time machine. Can I please go back and take that back, sir? Right? <laughs> GP the mitten. That was Ward with Rodgers going, I don't know who you are, bro. (laughs) Okay. He's Jay Will. I'll be at Fitzsimmons. Coming up next, would you ever root against your own child? Here on ESPN Radio, ESPN2. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is ESPN Radio. What you are about to hear is somewhat disturbing because it's true. With Jay Williams, I'm Ian Fitzsimmons. You're on ESPN Radio, ESPN2. Thanks for spending part of your day with us and waking up early. And, and Jay Will, I'm about to get crushed uh, by you, by Nuno, maybe not Costello because he's got a dark side to him, and Alan Yates. <laughs> The force is strong with Costello. And, 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 right. and I now know where I get this, and it's from my mother. So hmm. my mom is a diehard New Orleans Saints fan. I mean, I have, we, we grew up on, uh, on a horse farm in Louisiana, in Folsom, Louisiana, about 45 minutes to the north shore of New Orleans. Uh, she refers to the Saints as her beloveds. That, okay. that's, that's how much she loves her Saints. My younger brother is an assistant coach now with the Carolina Panthers. So she was posed the question the moment he got – Hired by Carolina, well, you're gonna have to root against your Saints for for you know twice a year. She said, "No, I don't. I hope he goes 15 and two." <laughs> I'm like, "Mom, you're gonna root against your your own son?" Well, yeah. I mean, they're the beloveds. They're, I mean, I've been a Saints fan a heck of a lot longer. Than he's been coaching with the Carolina Panthers. I, I hope he goes it. 15 and two. I respect it. So I was on yesterday with our good friend Dari Noko on SEC This Morning on Sirius XM. We actually had my mom on because Dari didn't believe it, and she was defending and re- giving reason why she will root against her son, not once but twice every single year as long as he's with Carolina. And as she said, 15-2, and two, I do believe, gets you in the playoffs and wins a division. <laughs> We're good. What a great point. I mean, it's an outstanding point. But Dari was still like blown away that she's going to root against her own son. Well, I then I had this moment, this this epiphany, like, well, I just did this. So I'm on the road with my oldest daughter, Rowan, who's a, a select goalkeeper. Her team had gotten to regionals, uh, and it was the tournament was in Baton Rouge. But we had to go to Ole Miss's camp first, then down to Florida, then to Alabama, then I went. We went to New Orleans, stayed there for three days instead of driving all the way back to Dallas, and then zipped up to. Baton Rouge, Hold the on, tournament. Ian, Ian one, one quick second. I, I'm just Come kidding. I'm, I'm, I'm starting to sweat a little bit because you know, my kids are like five, two and a half, and ten months. But Seventeen-year-old like, uh, girl. Yeah. 25 <sighs> days on the road. See, like the, the whole AU weekend schedule is starting to really bu- – a lot of parents are starting to tell me about this. Coach. So I'm, I'm starting to really try to – like, ball. Focus on the weekends that I currently have now where I'm not all over the damn country. You just gave me four states in a matter of like two seconds. Yep. 
Okay, uh, go ahead. Exa- that's, 20, that's a lot of travel. 25 total days, right? But we were at 19 days heading into regionals. I'm exhausted. I want to go home. I want to get to my bed. I miss my pillow, right? I miss my wife, my other daughter, Rowan. I want to go home. I said to myself the morning of their first game at regionals, na- na- a national championship <laughs> berth on the line. I hear you cackling already. Because <laughs> I get I'm, it. I'm saying to myself, I want you to have 20 saves. Do cartwheels in your cage. Play the best game you've ever played and lose one nothing. <laughs> so he can go home. They end up, we had, and it was a stay, a stay and play tournament, meaning you have to stay at the assigned hotel that the tournament gives you. We were given the Drury Inn and Suites in Baton Rouge. Wow. I was in room 623 at the Drury Inn for six days. Wow. My daughter is superstitious. When they won the first game and she played pretty well, she wanted to wear the same uniform the next day. 110 heat index. Mm. I'm doing laundry every day. Out of right down the hall, lined up with everybody else, you know, moms and dads just yeah. waiting on the. Yeah. I should have gone to a laundromat. Pat Costello brought that up a couple weeks ago. I didn't think of it, but I There's literally one washing machine in the hotel. One, uh, one washing machine. You got of it. course, one. of course, Murphy's Law. Of course, that's it. I mean, laundry every day, rooting against my daughter to to not win, to lose. So I guess it runs in the family. So my question to you is: Having heard all of that, now you have context. Would you root against your child? Oh, 1,000%. That's not even a question. Wait, I, I, can we just rewind for one second? Can Please. we go back? Because I have, I have some, um, some points of clarity that, that I need here. Um, you said that your brother is an assistant coach, right, yep. with the Panthers? Special teams. Oh, special teams? Yep. Doesn't count. Hey, doesn't excuse count. you? Doesn't count. Special teams doesn't count. Are you- your mom can root against him all day long. Doesn't Hold count. on a minute. Doesn't let, count. Special let me get this teams. Straight. You don't you don't acknowledge the third phase of the game? No. All right, Jim Trestle, uh, many years ago, had coach Love Ohio Jim State. Oh yeah, getting, I know. Familiar with Jim? Yeah, they're getting uh, yep. ready to play uh, Michigan. I'm cover, I'm I'm living in Columbus, Ohio at the time. You lived in Columbus. Ohio? Yeah, I did a show at Herb Street for three years in Columbus. Nobody's told me that. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. My so, parents went to the Ohio. I'm a I'm a Buckeye fan. Just to let you know. I said they played Duke. Which way? I mean, it, it, I don't have to. I mean, I love Ohio, Duke, I love Dumbling. Duke football. I love Duke football. against your child like, right there. Come on, okay. stop. Just, just stop. checking. Come on. Anyway, on. We know what time to, it is. to your special teams shot there, Tress said the biggest game, it was, they, had, they were playing Michigan at the shoe, okay. national championship berth on the line of the Fiesta Bowl against the Mighty Hurricanes, which they end up winning and becoming 0-2 national champs. But he said the biggest play in this game against Michigan is the punt. I raised my hand, the presser going, the, the, the punt is the biggest play in this, in this game? It's the most important play? You disagree, Ian? I said, yes, sir. He said, well, let me tell you something. And Uh-oh. this is when I got undressed. Okay. At, at a presser, every, mm-hmm. national media, local media, everybody's there. You got undressed at a presser. Dude, he said, the punt is the most important play in football. The punt is the biggest exchange of yardage in any football game. The punt is one of the biggest momentum swings in any game. You muff a punt, momentum swing. Block a punt. Pin an opponent deep inside their own 10, inside their own 5. Return a punt for a touchdown. All some of the biggest momentum swings in a game. Yes, the punt is the most important play in football. That's when I sat down 
and shut up. Took and a I did not okay, ask so, another so you're telling question. Me so to you're hiking your leg down. on special teams. I'm standing down. Okay, I'll stand down. I'll stand down. That's fine. I just learned so something. Now, That's great. I mean, before when the show started, we were making what you laughed when I said that. Then I say it again, and now you take a chance to undress me. I see how we operate. I'm not, I'm not undressing. No, I, play. I, I was shocked. No, I play. was shocked that you that you hike. Oh, he's special team. He's not a real football. Wait, coach. we have, we have a caller, team. Eric, in North Carolina. Eric, I, I heard that you have a, a pretty good story about a family member rooting against a child, or maybe you. No, so I grew up in northwestern Pennsylvania where football just rules, and my dad went to a public high school when he was growing up, and he sent me to the Catholic private high school growing up, but back when he was playing, they dominated us, and then when I was growing up, we dominated them, and like when we played him each year, he would just tell me, he's like, I'm straight up, not even, he's like, I'm sitting on the other side of the field, like, the whole time for where he went to school, and I'm like... Damn, Dad! <laughs> that's uh, that's kind of rough. Yeah, <laughs> I, res- I say I respect stuff like that. Loyalty matters. Well, not to my mom because she's rooting against her own son again in twice in a, in a year to go fifteen and two and lose to her Saints, and I rooted against my own daughter. Well, and if, if they're getting blown out, then special teams doesn't matter. There you have it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> See, that's a- <laughs> there it is. Coming up, our picks for the teams to make the college football playoff next year on ESPN. This is ESPN Radio. More next.